Hey, some of the most powerful words ever written down come from Jesus Christ right here in our Bibles. Today, we're going to read a handful of quotes of the words written in red from Jesus Christ himself. Come join me for another episode of the Bible Reading and Coffee Drinking Podcast. All right, welcome to another uh, episode of the Bible Reading and Coffee Drinking Podcast, YouTube video, Instagram Live. However you're joining me and however you're watching or listening to this, I appreciate it. Today we're reading about four or five uh, great quotes from the Bible from Jesus Christ himself. So if you've got uh, your Bible handy and you're reading along those words in red, assuming that that's uh, what your Bible has, not all of them do, but those are going to be great quotes from Jesus in the Bible. It's so nice to be able to read God's Word and read actual quotes from our Lord and Savior directly on the page is pretty amazing. So we're going to start off here in John 14, 6. So if you're reading along, turn to your Bibles, uh, John 14, 6, and then we'll bounce around a little bit in the Gospels, and I'll, uh, I'll have these up on the screen as well. All right, John 14, chapter 14, verse 6. We're going to back up, and I'll read 5 as well, just to give a little context about what uh, Thomas was saying. So Thomas, one of the disciples, said, No, we don't know, Lord. We have no idea where you are going, talking about Jesus, where he was, ha- what was happening to him and where he was going, and uh, the fact he was going to get crucified, etc. So how can we know the way? So Thomas asked, how can we know the way to where Jesus is going to be? So this is verse 6. Jesus told him, I am the way. I am the way, is what he is saying. How do we get another way? I am the way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. If if you had really known me, you would have known who my Father is. For now on, you do know him and have seen him. So two great points uh, in this little quote from Jesus is one is, that Thomas is talking to the disciples like, hey, how do we know the way? How do we know how to get to heaven? Or how do we know how to be with you long term? And Jesus quotes, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can get to the Father. No one can get to heaven. No one can get to paradise except through him, period. And I love the second point as well. They were always wondering about, hey, what? how do we get to the Father? How do we know the Father? How do we get access to the Father? And he says, you would know, if you know me, you know the Father. For now on, you do know him and have seen him, which is awesome. So basically what Jesus is saying is he is the worldly representation of God, of the Father himself. Okay, He's not just a prophet. He's not just a man. He is, he is God, is what he is saying there, which is... Fantastic. So he is saying, I am the way to heaven. I am the truth. I am the life. I don't think there's a better quote. I have a couple of favorite Bible verses in the Bible, and one of them we'll get to in a minute. But nothing sums up Christianity and what we stand for and what we believe in other than John 14, 6. Jesus is everything. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Period. That's a great Bible verse. All right, let's skip to another one. Uh, let's do. Um, let's go to Mark. So if you're in your, uh, if you have your Bible ready, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the order of the Gospels. We were in John, so go to the second Gospel in the Book of Mark, and we're going to go to chapter eight. 
Uh, let's see, where were we? Chapter 8, 34 through 37. All right, so uh, thirty-four to thirty-seven. I give you guys a second to uh, turn your Bibles if you're if you're listening or watching along. All right, so what, this is another quote, a great quote from Jesus. Uh, this is verse, um, sorry, Mark eight, uh, verse thirty-four, and we'll actually go all the way to like thirty-seven. Okay, uh, then calling to the crowd to join his disciples, he said, Jesus said. If any of you wants to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross, and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the good news, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your soul? If Is anything more important than your soul? Ooh. Ooh. Let's impact that a little bit. So at the beginning, he's talking about if uh, if anyone wants to be my follower, if you want to be a follower of Jesus Christ, you must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross, and follow me. So if you want to be born again, if you want to join Jesus in heaven one day, okay, you have to turn away from your sins, turn away from your selfish ways, take up your cross, take those burdens that this world gives you, and follow Christ. But if you try to hang on to your life, you'll lose it. Now, like this part, and he's not necessarily talking about um, your worldly bodies, okay? He's talking about your eternal life here, not necessarily just your worldly life, okay? If you try to hang on to your life, your eternal life, let's look at it that way, you will lose it. But if you give up your life, if you give up for his sake, so if you give your life, if you give your heart, your soul, your eternity to Christ, you will gain it. I like this part. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? So that's great. While you're here on earth, what, what you know? What benefit if you gain everything here on this earth but you don't have eternity with Him? Nothing. Is there anything more worth more than your soul? The answer is no, obviously. So what is Jesus telling us to do here? If you want to be a follower of Jesus, if you want to to be like him and be with him one day, you've got to lay down your burdens, your life, everything, and give it to him and follow him where he's leading you. Repent from your selfish ways, pick up that cross, and follow him. And don't get stuck in this world. That's one issue that I think that we, we all have in some form or fashion, is getting bogged down in our, our daily lives and, and the distractions of the devil, as I call it. And you guys follow me for a while. You know that I, I post quite often about the distractions of the world, right? I think the devil is, uh, you know, taking care of things down here right now. And he certainly um, loves to distract us, to keep us from doing what Jesus is asking us to do right here, which is follow him and, and give all, give him all of our lives and all of our burdens and all of our everything to him. But the devil loves to distract us. So he uses this world to distract us. And what his plan is to distract us to where, if you go down to that one, if, uh, verse 36, and if you benefit, if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul, that's the, what the devil wants. He wants to give you this world. He wants to distract you from being focused on the eternal life that you have with Jesus. He wants you to focus on this worldly life right here. And that 
is not good. Be in this world, but not of this world. I love that somebody just commented on that, and that is certainly a quote from the Bible as well, and that is the truth. You can be here and work through this world, but don't be of it. Be careful, because this culture and what we're dealing with right now in our daily lives, uh, the distractions the devil is putting in front of us, is powerful. Uh, You've got to fight through it and work through it. Put on the full armor of God. All right, let's switch to um, the stay in Mark. Let's let's do uh, Mark eleven, verse twenty four to twenty five. Okay, um, we'll back up at twenty. Uh, all right, we'll back up to twenty uh, two, twenty three, twenty three. I tell you the truth, you can say to this mountain, "May you be lifted up and thrown in the sea, and it will happen." But if you re- really believe it. It will happen, and no doubt, in your heart. So he's talking about prayer here, okay? So verse 24 and 25 is is the important one that I want you to read. So Jesus says, I tell you, you can pray for anything, and if you believe it, that you and that you believe that you will receive it, it will be yours. But when you're praying, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against, so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. So two things. He, he says, if you if you truly believe in your heart and you pray with that belief in your heart, then it will come true. But it depends on what you're praying for. Now, what he's talking about is the mountains being moved. Let's talk about metaphorical mountains in your life. I'm sure all of us deal with these insurmountable things that are in front of us, right? And we we have these these challenges and these struggles in our life that feel like mountains that we have to climb. And what Jesus is saying is you can move all of those mountains. You can move all of the struggles. You can remove all those. You can get past all of those things if, if you pray and pray like you believe it. What does that mean? That means you have to have entire faith that Jesus is going to answer that prayer. Not just pray and ask and wish like you got a genie up in heaven you know, responding to you. What he's talking about is truly believing that God is listening and truly believing that he will respond. And I love the second part. But when you're, uh, when you're praying, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. So first forgive anyone. That's the first thing he wants, he wants us to do in prayer is, is say we're sorry and forgive people that have wronged us. We have to forgive, period. So you want your mountains in your life to be moved? A, you got to ask for it. A, and B, you got to believe it. But more importantly, you've got to forgive the people that do you wrong so God will forgive you. So yes, you need to ask for forgiveness in your life. Yes, you need to ask God to forgive you for our trespasses, our sins, our things that we do down here. But... If you want God to forgive you, you've got to forgive the people that are doing you wrong in your life. They know not what they do, as Jesus would say. The devil's got a hold of some people in your life, and he's wor- he's using them to work against you. You've got to forgive them, and you've got to move past. You've got to put your faith in Jesus and your trust in Jesus, and pray for those people that are in a place that are maybe they're lost in their sin. Maybe you have people in your life that are still lost in their sin, they're using that sin against you. They're hurting you. They're doing things that you don't agree with. They're doing things that are against you. Jesus wants us to forgive them. He will forgive them too, right? So pray for somebody today 
that you don't want to. Pray for somebody that you're angry at. Pray for somebody that has hurt you in some ways. Instead of being angry with them, forgive them and pray for them. That's what Jesus wants us to do. Okay? All right, last one. Uh, let's bounce back to uh, Matthew. So that's the first. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, uh, as we talked about, for those new to the Bible. Uh, we're going to do Matthew 22. It's kind of towards the back. Uh, mine's uh, my page in my Bible. Uh, it's roughly page 1,289. So we're going to do Matthew 22, 37 through 30. We'll do 39. We'll, do, we'll go through 40. So Matthew 22, 37 through 40. So in case you're wondering, that is what I have tattooed on my arm. I, I don't come at me for my tattoo, but that uh, this verse is so important to me. I have it uh, marked on my skin to remind me what the greatest commandments are. All right, let's go through. This is Jesus. Jesus replied, um, and, and we'll back up a little bit. So um, uh, somebody asked him, Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? So this is Jesus' reply to that. What is the most important commandment? Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And second is, is equally important, love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. So you break that down into two parts. And, I, and I've talked about this before on a live and on a podcast before and the reason why it's so important to me. I think this is our purpose in this world. This is our purpose in life, why we are here. And this is what we need everybody to understand. If we all lived by these commandments, we would be spreading the good news every single day. All right. So how does it break down in two parts? What does Jesus tell us to do? The greatest commandment, what God wants us to do first and foremost, is love God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. If you love God with all your heart and soul and your mind, you're going to make good decisions. You're going to make decisions that glorify Him. Right? Think about if you love God with all your heart and soul. Think about the people that you love in your life. Your wife, your children, your parents. You would do anything for them. You care what happens to them. You care what they think. You care what they say to you. You love their advice. You want their guidance. That's what God, that's the relationship that God wants with you. He wants you to look at him for guidance, for direction, and you care about what he says, and you care about what happens, and you care about what he creates. That's what God wants. He wants that relationship with us, that we love him so much, like a father or like a parent. And the second part, what he's saying is, that, hey, you need to love God with all your heart and soul your mind. Second, you also have to love each other. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. So we go back to what we just read in Mark, talking about forgiving people. You forgive people that you love, right? So you got to love God with all your heart and soul and your mind. You've got to have that relationship with Him. And... We got to love each other. That's our purpose on this world. We need to love God, love each other, and tell everybody else about it and to do the same. If we all loved God and we all loved each other, man, this would be perfect. That's what heaven is in reality. That's what we're all working towards. 
we're working towards being in a place to where we all love God with all our heart and soul or our mind, and we all love each other. That, in my mind, is a picture of what heaven is going to be like. Right? So we need to bring that here. Right? Thy will be done in, in heaven as it is on earth. That's what we need to be working on. We need to be vessels of that love. We need to not only love God so much that we bring that love and we spread it out to each other. I don't care whether they wrong you or you don't agree with their decisions or whether you don't like their sin that they're caught up in. I don't care whether you don't even barely know them. We need to love each other. They're not talking about just your neighbor next door. Yes, of course, love them. He's talking about everybody, our neighbors, our other fellow children of God. We need we need to love. And uh, in my mind, that is pro- that is my favorite Bible verse of the Bible. Because it sums up not only what heaven, I feel heaven will be like, but it's also my, my, my purpose here. It is the greatest commandment. This is what God commands us to do, which is love him with all our heart, soul, our mind, and love each other. It's, that, it's really not that hard. It's pretty easy. All right, that sums up. Uh, that's uh, what, four? Oh, we'll do another session of these one of these days. But that's uh, four great quotes from uh, Jesus Christ himself in the Bible. So listen to those. If you have a you know a Bible with the words in red, you know, flip through there and read any of them, and they're so, so, so powerful. All right, uh, have a sip of uh, uh, coffee, and we'll uh, take a couple of questions here, and then we'll get about our Monday. I can't believe um, it's already kind of second half of July. This year is going by fast. So if um, for those watching this on Instagram Live, make sure you put the uh, the your question right there in the bottom. There should be a plus sign or a question mark. Hit that. Put your question in there, and uh, I will uh, answer a few. Uh, don't put it in the comments because they go by so fast. Uh, so I, I don't have really the ability to, to answer too many of those. I'll try the best I can. But if you put them in the uh, question area of uh, Instagram, it's easier for me. All right, let's see what we got today. <clears throat> we'll answer a co- couple questions, and then we'll uh, close in prayer, okay? Uh, all right. Uh, this one person uh, asked uh, two questions. Oh, we got a bunch in there already. Thank you guys for that. Uh, so we'll, um, all right, so uh, I'll, I'll read the second question because I really like it. Uh, from the uh, Tan uh, Yale, I guess, sorry if I'm mispronouncing uh, your handle there. What are the distractions from the devil and how do you recognize distractions? All right, here's the, the easiest way that I recognize distractions from the devil. If it feels like uh, it comes from God, right? If, if it feels like it comes with purpose, it comes from love, and it glorifies and brings you closer to Jesus, that's from God. Everything else, in my mind, is from the devil, is distracting you from Jesus. Period. Period. That's the distractions. Now, does that mean that the devil uses every song you hear on the radio that's not about Jesus to distract you away from him? No, not necessarily, but he can, and those are the ones he will try to use. Uh, that is for sure. So whether I, I don't take any chances, if that makes sense. <laughs> if I feel like there's something that's distracting me away from Jesus, I try to get it out of my life. If I'm reading a book and I'm reading a, a novel more than I'm reading the Bible, then I've got to pause for a second and go, what am I doing here? Does that mean it's from the devil? Not necessarily, but it could be. He could be using it, right? So I think there are things that we all get wrapped up in in this world. Politics, music, movies, entertainment, news, jobs, whatever. The devil will use all those things to keep you away from Jesus. So you can have a fair balance, 
But you've got to love Jesus more than this world. I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, you've got to do that. Okay? So that's how I view it. The devil, if, he, if it feels like it's pulling you away from Jesus, then it is from the devil. That is for sure. And he will use all of those things as much as he can. All right, let's see what other ones we have. Um, well, we got lots of them on here now. Uh, do you save your live videos? Uh, yes, that's uh, so you're brand new. So there you go. Uh, yeah, uh, for those who are maybe first-timers or brand new to us, uh, I do save these. If you're watching this on Instagram Live, I save these on YouTube. I save these on the podcast. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you already know that. Uh, but just look up Bible reading and coffee drinking, uh, whether Spotify, Apple Music, or Apple Podcast, anywhere you listen to your podcast, or on YouTube, uh, Bible reading and coffee drinking. Or you can just go to uh, livingchristian.org, and it's all right there on my website. All right, uh, let's do a couple of other questions. you got a lot on here, uh, which is great. Thank you guys so much. Uh, how do you heal a broken heart? Uh, I, this is the top one, uh, and this is a tough one, so I'm going to read it. How do you heal a broken heart? Left abusive husband after 25 years and going through a divorce. First, Oksana, I am praying for you and your healing. Uh, um, that's tough. 25 years is tough. Uh, I've been married for 22 years, so I can't even imagine what that would be like to, uh, start over at that point. Um, but that aside, uh, how do you heal a broken heart? I, I, you know, you always hear the old saying, uh, time heals all wounds, uh, which I think is half true. I think it's half true. Uh, I think Jesus and time heal all wounds, period. The mind's a funny thing. Uh, we can forget things um, easily through time. There, you know, my, my wife makes fun of me sometimes, and, and we had this conversation yesterday. Actually, um, I, I have a hard time remembering things sometimes. I, I you know, it's um, my short-term memory and long-term memory. It's very, I don't know if I'm getting older or what, but uh, I have uh, the ability, good or bad, to forget things. Now, what I don't forget is things that are important to me, which is strange. Um, you know, we were sitting out by the fire pit this weekend and we were listening to some music and even some older music, like from the eighties and nineties. And I can remember every single word, uh, and, uh, even have the feeling of where I was when I heard, uh, those songs. So the mind is a funny thing. Uh, so time can heal your wounds. It can help you forgive and forget, but more importantly, it's really Jesus, to be honest with you. Jesus will use time. And, and put you in new positions, open new doors for you, and, and, and guide you towards a new path uh, that will help you heal, that will help you get past this heartache that you're probably feeling, Oksana, right now. Um, it's, it's heartbreaking that you're, you, you're dealing with this uh, divorce. Uh, but, uh, I mean, if it's an abusive relationship, maybe Jesus is leading you into a, a new path in life. Uh, so go to God. Uh, go to Him in prayer. Uh, dive into your Bible, uh, turn on some good Christian music, and get focused on your relationship with Jesus, and that'll help you heal from that broken relationship uh, with your husband. Okay, it may take some time, take a week, take a day, take a year, take 10 years, I don't know, but with Jesus, you can get past it, and he will heal you, I promise you. I promise you that. All right, sip of coffee, and then we'll uh, say a quick prayer and get on out of here. So join me in prayer right now, and then uh, uh, we'll get going on our week. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so very, very much uh, for bringing these quotes to us today, Lord. Jesus is so powerful, and the fact that we have a Bible that uh, gives us 
uh, his direct quotes out of his mouth that we can read and learn from is just an amazing thing, Lord. And we're so thankful for that. Sometimes we get distracted by this world, Lord. We don't know what's coming from you and what's coming from the devil, but we know that the Bible is coming directly from you. So if we just would turn off the noise of this world and open up our Bibles, Lord, I know that that will help our relationship with you. It will help us stay focused on you, and it will help block out the noise of this culture, of this society, of this world. We love your creation, Lord, but the culture that has grown in this world is only attempting to distract us from you. So we are thankful that you have provided the things that we need to fight against those distractions. Lord, please be with everybody watching or listening to this today, Lord. May you bring them peace. May you bring them forgiveness. May you heal the hearts that need to be mended. I don't know what everybody's going through, Lord. We all go through something in life right now. We're all having our own battles, our own mountains that we need to move, as we talked about, as you told us about in the Gospels today. We know in prayer, if we believe it, and we put our faith and trust in you, that you can move those mountains. And I'm praying for you to help move those mountains that are in the way of the lives of the people watching and listening to this, because we are all dealing with something. We love you and we trust you so much. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys, y'all have a great uh, Monday. I can't believe it. We'll get back together on Friday. Uh, if you're on Instagram, we did a poll uh, last week on the story about which uh, episodes you want me to do. So today was 10 great quotes from the Bible, and then uh, we'll do some more Bible verses on Friday that I've already picked out and ready to go. So until next time, keep Jesus in your heart and forever in your mind. Love you guys. Talk to y'all soon.